I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jason Munns covers the Tiger basketball program for the Commercial Appeal. He joins us each and every Monday on the program. He's on Twitter at Munsley. Munns, what are we listening to? Lincoln Park, Jeffrey. And, and the occasion? Well, uh, various things. I... Uh... It's the 20th anniversary. It, in in March, it, I believe, it'll be the 20th anniversary of the release of their fine second album, Meteora, which that song there uh, is is off of. And that song is called Faint, which is what feels like uh, Memphis's NCAA tournament hopes are now after, uh, after losing the other day. So I guess, like, let's, let's try to put the game in context first. So... When you think about what the result mattered, what's the appropriate way you think to contextualize it? Well, I think I think it 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 just it stings for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, first of all, it is Tulane, and it is now a season sweep. Um, and I know that sticks in a lot of Memphis fans' craw. You know, like we're, that ain't that ain't supposed to happen, type of thing. And I know that's like sort of an extra an extra thing for the fans and 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 other people. But um, I, I think it's a bad matchup. I think this season it's a it's a bad matchup for Memphis. The same way last season was a bad Memphis was a bad matchup for Houston. Um, and it, it that's kind of that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and then, and then, you know, the other, obviously the other obvious things, it's a, it's a quad three loss and it was at home, uh, which obviously makes it a quad three loss. But, um, I just, I just think that, you know, losing that game means that, or at least I know this is how the, this is how Penny views it and how he is trying to make the team view it. Um, is that now more than ever you you have to go on a run like a strong you know one of those patented strong late season runs or you got to win the tournament to get to the NCAA to get to the uh, to get to March Madness Other, otherwise you know short of that um, short of those two things you're going to be in on the outside looking in more than likely. I guess where I struggle with it is okay one thing that I think is obviously clear now you're going to have to finish ahead of Tulane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you tie with Tulane, they get they get the tiebreaker. I still feel pretty confident, though, 
if the Tigers can finish second in the league, they're still going to be fine. I guess the question is, how much impact did last night have on that result? Or, I'm yeah, sorry, I Saturday, think, Saturday afternoon, I should say. I beg your pardon. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you on both counts. And what's crazy to me is that uh, like they, they are behind Tulane right now in the standings. They're behind Tulane. Temple and Houston in the, in the standings. If if Cincinnati goes into New Orleans tomorrow and beats Tulane, then Memphis is going to be right back in third place. Um, like they still can, they still can. Like it's still well within their power to uh, to, to you know like the, to, to determine their seating for the uh, for the AAC tournament. Um, but but yes, like if if because again. They are seventeen and six, and there are eight games left. Um, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that they lose both games to Houston, and that means they are twenty-three and eight. And that feels like most years. That feels like it's good enough, you know. And you're probably in, under those circumstances. You're probably second, I would think, because that means you've beaten Temple again. Um, that means you've beaten Cincinnati again. That feels like it's – I cannot imagine Tulane is going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Um, and so, yeah, like that feels like it would be enough, depending, you know, especially considering you can also, you know, you can potentially even get to 25 wins if you make it to the conference championship game um, in, in Fort Worth. And and I, I just I, – I would – it would feel uh, – it would feel very, very likely that – um, that they can still get there without beating Houston um, at least once. Yeah, and I mean, I guess no two years are the same. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, I would feel pretty comfortable with that resume. Yeah, maybe you don't have the top-end line that, that maybe the Tigers had last year with that Houston road win. But, I mean, none of these landmines that are on the Tigers' resume right now are any anywhere near the landmines from last year. And I still think there's a decent chance that if Tulane keeps playing well, you could see that. Like, you know what I mean? You could see that. What, it needs to move up, what, 15 spots, 16 spots in the net? Yeah, and, yeah, and time's running out. Like that, That's my biggest concern. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's kind of my biggest concern right now is, like, yeah, they're, they're, you, know, all, you feel good about Auburn staying a quad one win. Even Cincinnati is now a quad one win, and um, but, but barely. But yeah, yeah, still, okay. like it is, and it could. They could even, you know, that could stay a quad one win. Texas A and M is charging up the net rankings, and they're not that far off. They're they're closer to becoming to that becoming a quad one win than the two lane loss becoming a quad two loss. I just think that there's not an. I think. Let me look. I I don't have it in front of me, but I don't. I don't think Tulane plays Houston again. Like, um, so like I think they're running out of opportunities to take a big step forward. Tulane, that is, um, and that's really if that stays a quad three, you know, a quad three loss, then that's a quad three loss on your resume. Um, so here's but, you ready for the yeah, remaining schedule? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Cincy at home that you mentioned on Tuesday, Saturday at home against East Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have their week off, you know, like whatever, their their midweek bye, if the you will. Week. You know, 
Yeah. No game in the midweek. And then so then their next game would be uh, the 18th, USF in Tampa. They do have a Houston game on the road. Oh, okay. okay. On Wednesday. Okay, so being corrected. And then they have Wichita State, East Carolina Temple. So I don't know. Maybe maybe can they move up 15 without beating Houston? Probably not. No, no. But like they might beat Houston. I mean, like they they did lose by 20 to Houston at home, but uh, Houston is gettable. So so I mean you know listen, um, if Tulane is able to to do that, and Memphis goes into the conference tournament with no quad three quad four losses, then then yeah you do um, you do even if you don't beat Houston either time you do I I, I would like. I would feel good about Memphis's chances, but they just can't lose to anybody else but Houston. I mean, that's really, uh, you know, like uh, that was that was sort of their their, their get out of jail free card got used up on on Saturday. Uh, in my opinion, I, I just don't see I don't see them uh, stomaching a loss at Wichita State and still being able to get in without beating Houston at least once. I think I agree with you where I struggle. I watched a ton of college basketball this weekend because I was so bored out of my mind. All right. I got to tell you, man, the, the, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a tradition every single year to say the bubble's never been softer. Here's the right. one thing that I do like about Memphis compared to the rest of the bubble. I don't think Memphis has the dramatic swings that some of these other bubble teams have. Like I watched Penn yeah. State last night. And Penn State goes right. to Nebraska. And I understand Nebraska like had the offensive performance of a lifetime last night given like what they've been metrically. But like I don't know, like I just didn't feel like the Tulane game was in that kind of vein of loss. I felt like I felt much like you did. Tulane presents a bad matchup for the Tigers, especially without Lomax. See, that is the other thing. There are these extenuating, extenuating circumstances. If, if, and I would love to, like, let's say Memphis uh, does not beat Houston either in the regular season or the conference tournament, but they win everything else, um, and that and that Tulane loss stays a quad three loss. Like, let's say all that happens. All right. I would love to be a fly on the wall in the in the on Selection Sunday and or whenever the committee meets. And like find out exactly like as they're hammering things out, how deep do they go? Do do they how much consideration do they give to how long Memphis has played without Malcolm Dandridge and how long they've played without Alex Lomax? And 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 another point, how much are they going to look at the margin of victory situation or I mean the margin of defeat situation Memphis's average margin of defeat in their six losses is three and a half points they have not lost a game by more than seven points all season and that one was on the road uh the other the the um the uh next closest game was a six-point loss on the road second game of the season at St. Louis um one overtime game, one double overtime game. Like how much of that, how much weight, how much credit is Memphis going to get for not getting blown out by anybody? I wonder. It's going to be, it, it, it would be, like that would be fascinating to, to see how much that counts um, when, it all, when it all is said and done. See, I, I'm with you 
it's why though I think kind of the selection process gets maybe overcomplicated. Yes, these are factors that they discuss. But do people realize this it really starts with just writing names of schools on a ballot. It's yeah. why in the end when people are like why are you hammering the the finish second in the league? I just think it's very obvious that this team the league is going to get at least two teams. I think if you right. get to second, you kind of like I think yes, there's a number component to it, but there's a bigger human element to it than that than the numbers component. Yeah, sure. And but I mean, I I wonder this. Um let's say Memphis does finish second and you know, they're in a good position like all things being equal, they're yeah. in the tournament. Uh Houston's in the tournament. What if uh Tulane wins the tournament, the the AAC tournament? Um does that bump? You know what I mean? Is that a bit is that can can you can you afford that? Can you afford the American getting a third team in, you know, that way? Um, you know, that's something else. Unless you go out and beat Houston, that's something else that you probably have to guard against. Yeah, and I guess that's um, so like to me, like that's the final question. It's like, are we maybe also over dissecting it? Like, is it possible like they're gonna need to beat them once? I, I don't think so because honestly. I've I have long held the path. I don't think they have to do it. I, but y- if if the path that I laid out for them is is a legitimate path, I do think Saturday is the ultimate. All right, you've, you've officially got no room for error. Like you have to yeah, win the that, rest of them almost. Yeah, the backs are the backs are definitely against the wall. And again, I know that's how Memphis is looking at. It. I know that's how Penny Hardaway is is viewing this. Um, that that you know that sort of back against the wall mentality. Um, I mean, he he did not make any bones about it. Uh, uh, from my understanding, when he when he you know like walking off the floor. Um, you know, he, he knew in the moment just how badly that one hurt. Um, and, and again, it's not going to be that, that, that one loss, that one, one point loss to, uh, let's be honest, uh, like a dangerous two line team is not going to make or break your chances, but it hurt like it, it, it hurt. And the way it happened, 10 missed free throws, 22 turnovers that led to 30 two lane points Jeffrey they scored 90 a third of those points 33.3333 percent of those points came off of Memphis mistakes turnovers I mean like but isn't that to me like this is why when people want to blame Penny for the end of the game it's kind of why I'm willing to be like I don't know (laughs) y'all you know what I mean I mean how many times does Kendrick get up there with three front ends and miss all three how many times like you said David this is this is the stuff of Tiger basketball three years ago with the turnovers. This has not been this team. Like I just think that exactly. I think they just really had a bad last ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, like it was just it was it was. There, there's not one thing that anybody can point to. From Correct. The game. I mean, like anybody who wants to say, "Oh, they missed all their free throws." Well, so did Tulane. Tulane yeah. missed free, free throws too. So, like. You, you can't just look at this in a vacuum or that in a vacuum. Like it, it's not, it, it's, 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 there's a lot of things that contributed, um, you know, where if it goes different, I mean, like there's no, there's no guarantee that had Penny called the timeout at the end of regulation that 
they would have uh, made the shot when they got out of the timeout. I mean, like, because you, you calling the timeout, you give Tulane's defense a chance to go down there and get set up. Like, Tulane gets In fact, I would well. even expand on your point. Think about there's been several critical moments this year where they've been out of a timeout and they've not got, they've really struggled to get the ball in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, the UCF game, remember they had a five second call? Like, it, even like, even when Temple, it was still more of like a bailout than it was they got a good play. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had no problem. In, per, in general, I'm someone that likes to, when you got chaos, I'm someone that likes to just say, run the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he, mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. and the thing is, okay, maybe you don't want Keontae Kennedy taking a shot with eight seconds left, but can we all at least acknowledge with a guy who was at the time four for six from three, got a wide open look? Yeah, I mean, on the list of things that, that you know, on, on the blame scale, like, I think that's kind of toward the bottom. Yeah. If not at the bottom. I have more of an issue with the execution uh, out of the timeout in, at the end of overtime. Like, I ha- that, that to me is more uh, of a, of a, of a uh, to blame than, than not calling a timeout or Keontae Kennedy shooting a three with however many seconds it was left in regulation. Like, like that stuff to me is is so low on the on the blame on the blame scale um, compared to everything else compared to the free throws compared to the turnovers and um, I, I will say this the turnovers to me are at the very top twenty two turnovers that lead to thirty points like uh, I, I, like that's just I mean like you know that's 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 as as Kendrick Davis uh, termed it absurd. And after the game, he said that, you know, we were, I'm surprised we only lost by one because of the 22 turnovers. And it's one of those situations where if you want to nitpick something on coaching, I don't even necessarily think it's a particular decision or whatnot. I think the, the fault that I would have is I felt like Memphis got into the game Tulane wanted them to get into. That kind of helter-skelter, run it up. That's not really been Memphis this year. Like when they want to run, it's they want to just because they're they're faster than the other team. They want to run past them. But like you, even even with the anecdote that you had that you've written about with Penny trying to pump up Kendrick to like blow by him, that's still kind of like the same thing. It's like, hey, they try to run by people, but I don't feel like they've been trying to get into this helter skelter breakneck pace game this year. Yeah, no, and that's I mean, it just doesn't again, it's it's the bad matchup scenario. Like you you don't want to get in that kind of game against Tulane. Like it works pretty much against everybody else, but against Tulane it is not. Especially when you don't have your best on ball defender. Yeah. In Alex Lomax. Like, you know, we've we, so much of the talk about this Tulane uh matchup is that, you know, they're smaller. They play a bunch of guards. Um, they play this five out so sort of you know like uh, unique ish uh, style of offense, and you need you know guys like Alex Lomax to be able to defend it as well as you possibly can. And you didn't have him, um, and so like speeding them up is only going to make things worse. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't know how that whole thing got started between Penny and Jalen Forbes, but like clearly I think if Penny had that one back. Because he kind of said in the thing, you know, I was like, you know, how'd that all go down? He said, he, the way he explained it was he, you know, said what he said to Kendrick Davis, and that caught the attention and, like, uh, drew the ire of Jalen Forbes. Like, uh, 
I don't know if I'd have done that in hindsight. It seemed to really uh, get him going, and not only him, but also the rest of the team. So, um, gosh, that was the loss has overshadowed that whole the, the way that all played out. But man, uh, that, that was something. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. Was anything about the loss itself like forget the result? Obviously, is is troubling, and that's like the the worst part. But was there anything about the game that made that gave you, you know, gave you pause for? Because I think we've both kind of been of the frame of mind with this team of, hey, this isn't a perfect basketball team. This team has a clear ceiling, but they're pretty solid. Like you kind of know what you're getting mm-hmm. night in, night out, or you know, afternoon, afternoon. I didn't really, you know what I mean? Like I thought they had a bad game. I didn't see anything that get, that made me go. I think I'm dead wrong on pegging this team. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and not at all. I mean, you know, uh, you're going to have days where you turn the ball over a lot, even even the best teams. You're going to have days where that happens. Um, but, like, you know, they scored 89 points. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they out-rebounded a team that has stunk most of the season rebounding the ball. They out-rebounded them by 20. Yeah. 48 to 28. Like, no, nothing that I saw uh, on Saturday made me think, boy, especially, like, especially, you know, in, in light of the end result, there still was nothing that was just like, man, this team is doomed. Like, and I know that, like, it's easy to, you know, when you're, when you're passionate about something and everything and, like, you, you, you care so much and, like, it's it's kind of a defense mechanism to just be like, all right, well, it's over. It's it's, yeah, sure. it's NIT. We're we're NIT bound again or whatever. Like you just no, don't want to get like your hopes up, yeah. Yeah, like that's just not, in my opinion, that's just not uh, what we're what we're dealing with here. It's a it's a very good team that had a that had a, and I don't even want to say it was a bad game. It was just like some 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 uh, things didn't go their way, like. And, and and it was just a it was a it's a bad matchup. That's that's really what I uh think is is the you know, top of the list here is that just if Memphis can avoid Tulane in the uh, in the AAC yeah. tournament, I think I, I, if they can if they can control that, I think they ought to try. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.